Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl, We Gotta Talk podcast. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Jocelyn Schmidt. She is a personal trainer and athletic trainer, and today, we're just going to talk about um, health and fitness, uh, Jocelyn's fitness journey, and common misconceptions, and then we're going to answer some questions that you guys asked on my Instagram at the end, so I'm super excited. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I've never been on a podcast before. This is super, super weird. (laughs) She was like, I'm kind of nervous, but I think it'll be, no, but you're going to have like so much to give us and so much for us to learn about. So I'm actually really pumped about this one. I think it'll be helpful for people because fitness in general is just like intimidating for, I think a lot of people. I feel like you're going to like debunk that, you know? So so. I'm ready. Um, but I'll let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit more. So like what you're doing for work, um, and kind of what you see, the future for yourself yes so i am an athletic trainer and a personal trainer and those are two different things one requires a degree and one does not so athletic training requires a bachelor's degree in athletic training obviously and so that is what i have i graduated from radford university in 2019 so i am a year and a couple months post-grad life and i got my personal training certification while I was a senior in college okay yeah so I oh I didn't realize you got it in college yeah so I took I actually took a class so it was a three credit class or something like that and I didn't have to pay anything except for to pay to get my test done which was like I think with the school discount it was like two hundred dollars still yeah any type of accreditation test literally is like two hundred dollars and up we I love swear. to see it. we love to see it it's expensive um so I feel like you've always been like super fit and someone that's like really been into like working out has it has it been like that or was it like kind of when you got into like high school college I don't really know because I've always been like I come from such an athletic family like you yeah. know my dad my dad's an ultra marathon runner he's a cross-country and track coach and he's now going to be an assistant athletic director like so like being an athlete has always been a part of my life. I played volleyball all through middle school. I did club volleyball my first two years of high school, and then I switched to just doing some rec lead stuff my junior and senior year because I started working with our athletic trainer at the high school. So I had a very busy high school life. (laughs) Yeah, you were like down on the field, like bandaging people up and Every single day running onto the field in your khakis literally, <laughs> literally khakis I freaking hate them because I wore them so much and you even wear them even more when you're in school yeah training it's awful I love that for you but. yeah your family has always I feel like been like the fit family like your dad was yeah. I remember when we were growing up like your dad would just run like a hundred mile marathons for fun and I was like who does this kind of stuff what's even scarier is that he would win them like, and I like like that's even like yeah. Ugh. I remember like seeing video or, or something like years ago of him running it, and it's like your family like on the sidelines are like, "Yay, go Brian!" and he's just like chilling, like and he's on like mile eighty nine, and you're like, "Why? L- literally I, why?" I couldn't even explain to you why he does that, but I mean, that's in his past, so yeah. he doesn't do any of that now. He's kind of aged, and being hit by a car doesn't help. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Oh, my God. Disclaimer, nobody should be distracted while driving because my dad was hit by an actual truck. Um, 
yeah. by a guy that was, like, our age. He, he was, was life-flighted. Yeah, he was, like, um, riding his bike on a crosswalk in a roundabout, right? Yeah, on the WNOD trail. So and a car was, like, flying around the roundabout, which, like, you should not even go- be going that fast. And yeah. he whipped around and hit your dad, and he basically flew, like, 40 feet or so. Yeah, 30 to 40 feet. You can see it on his... So he wears, like, an... It's, like, a really expensive Apple Watch. I think it's a Garmin or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's, like, $500. Yep. He's spending way too much money on it. But you can literally see when he was hit because it just goes, oh, like, Oh, wow. And then you can also see where the <laughs> helicopter... <laughs> I wish you could have just seen what she just did. <laughs> where the helicopter picked him up, and you just see, like, the straight line to the hospital, like... That's and it was, insane. like, the worst, like, two weeks of our life. Oh, like, yeah. It was actually really, really... It was really traumatic for your mom, too, I know. Oh, it was... Well, it was scary for, like us but yeah. like you guys like yeah. it's your father yeah it was terrifying and um he luckily was like wearing a helmet which i feel like saved him being fit and in shape literally saved his life yeah literally saved his life if it was anybody else like just your average joe probably wouldn't well have because what it. were his injuries like they were like so his his helmet saved his life for 110 for sure he let's see i'll start yeah work your head right down <laughs> head down sorry it's a lot a lot so he had a concussion obviously he had an orbital globe fracture so he or was it an orbital globe or was it just a zygomatic fracture he he fractured his cheek though okay let's just go with that he fractured his yeah cheekbone. people don't know those words um that's true <laughs> <laughs> he was hit all on his right side of his body so basically everything on his right side of his body was smashed his collarbone was it was I don't know, like, separated, and, like, he had to go under surgery for that. His ribs were crushed in five ribs were broken, and four out of the five were broken in two places. So it's called flaring ribs. Okay. So if you can look up videos if you want to, really, but it's, like, when, like, those ribs, like, move, and because he broke his ribs, his lung collapsed as well. Oh, yeah. And then his um, his pelvis fractured on both sides. So if your pelvis fractures, it can lead to a lot of really, really, really bad things. Like you can sever an artery, your femoral artery, and you can bleed out from that in within minutes. So we're luckily nothing of that happened. But the only internal damage he had was um, his bladder. So his urethra detached from his bladder. This is so TMI. So, so, so TMI. But, I mean, luckily, like, that's not really a big deal, but it was. But, like, yeah, I won't go into much details with that. But anybody from the medical profession, they can understand that. But Andy, I guess he technically fractured his sacrum as well. Oh, my gosh. Which is a little triangle bone yeah. at the end of your spine. Not quite where your butt bone is, but just before that basically so he was he was a little messed up he was a little banged up yeah um how long did it take him to recover because i feel like they told him it was going to be a long time but then he was like i want to run so bad like i want to work out so uh, this is like super super like traumatic for me just because when they first told him first of all he was in the icu obviously yeah we we got the phone call seven o'clock at night we were like where the heck is he basically we're around that time wondering where he was got the phone call and he, uh, we obviously went to the ER straight that night. Your mom came over, I think, and then, like, our other neighbor had to come meet us at the hospital to bring me and my mom stuff because we were spending the night there. And then he was in the ICU for the next four days or so. And in that time, 
they give him a lot of pain medication. So he was like, he wasn't really sedated, like per se. Like they didn't give him sedation medication. It yeah. was just a lot of pain medicine. And like when the body's in that much trauma, they just it just shuts down. So it was just like he wasn't coherent. Yeah. If he did wake up, it would be like give me some water or something like that. It would be very weird. But anyways, so like I think like it, I was at the hospital alone. And they came in to tell my dad that he was not going to be able to run for the next six months. And, like, he was still, he was still in the ICU, and he was still, like, in and out of, like, but, like, I just remember him crying and, like, him, like, asking to hold my hand. Oh, my gosh. And, like, that was just, like, oh, whew. Yeah. That was, it's just, like, so traumatic. And, like, that absolutely crushed him. Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy that, like, six weeks Less than six weeks before, it was doing an ultra marathon. Yeah. Like, literally, like, top shape of his life. So, that was super traumatic for me. But luckily, he... This happened in June, early June. And by the first day of school, late August, he was walking. Wow. By himself. So, thank God he healed so quickly. But, I mean, again, I can always relate that back to him being in such good shape taking care of his body because really that like is such a testament to like your physical well-being and your body's ability to heal and everything when everything else is in tip-top shape but he walked in august went for his first bike ride after the accident i think in october november and then he ran for the first time in in october in November, actually, because we did, like, something, like, a Thanksgiving run, and he did it with my brother, and my dad still beat my brother. Oh, my gosh. So, who was, at the time, on the cross-country team, but that <laughs> just, again, goes to show how in shape my dad can be after yeah. not running for, what, four months? So, ever since then, it's just been uphill progress. He lived by, like, the motto, the relentless pursuit of forward progress. So, has he, he's got to be, like, an influence with, like, your like physical well-being and like your fitness because you see him like running these marathons and like battling back from like that type of injury like you've got to be like so motivated I feel like if that's your dad (laughs) for sure I mean we also have like a whole wall in our house that's dedicated to all of his achievements so that's awesome see that every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean yeah just he's just always been like my number one hero so I think that always pushes me to do better when I think I'm also just like competitive in nature itself yeah. so like I'm competitive with myself in a sense and that definitely probably comes from yeah him. I was gonna say you probably get that from your dad exactly yeah. so like I mean I'm working out and I'm like oh my god I'm freaking dying but I'm like Jocelyn you still have four more reps to do like freaking do it yeah like pound it out doesn't matter how bad it hurts so when did you think that you like got super serious about fitness like in high school or would you say maybe when you got to college and you're kind of living on your own and that's like super super hard because like high school was kind of tough yeah just being super busy wanted to be athletic in high school and I want I remember going to the gym in the morning a couple of times before school but I don't think it lasted long it was just really hard to juggle everything with that like it wasn't consistent yeah it wasn't yeah. consistent like I was definitely like active and did stuff like I was always always busy and, like, I, I always knew, like, I wanted to be strong, even in high school. But I don't think that really, the fitness journey itself really didn't start probably until sophomore year and junior year were, like, two really, really big years for me that I got super, super active. And that also, at the time, was right after my dad's accident. So oh, okay. 
So I think he he got hurt in June, and then those couple months afterwards were like it's, it's honestly it's like super depressing. So like I had gained a bunch of weight at that point, and I just like wasn't being active. I had started my first job, I'm pretty sure, over summer, and I like the day he got hurt was the day I got my first paycheck. Like like okay, like if that puts into perspective yeah. the time frame, like it was just awful awful timing. But, so, like, that whole first semester of college, when I first went back of my sophomore year, I was just super depressed, and I was also super sad I wasn't with my family. So, I, basically, that spring semester, so that January of that year, I was like, screw this, like, I'm going to get active, like, I'm not doing this anymore, like, so, I think I literally started, it's a cardio bunny. Do you know what that is? Have you heard those words? Cardio bunny. So I would go on the treadmill and I would run for 30 minutes. Like, I don't know, like I would always like, I'd run for like a couple minutes and then like I would walk and then run and then mm-hmm. did like a whole walk run motto for like 30 minutes and then I would do abs and then I would do abs and that would be it. Yeah. And then my, I think I finally, I think I would sometimes go and do weights but I didn't actually squat I didn't step into a squat rack until late, like, a few months later. And that was when I was, like, still sophomore year, still spring semester, so just later in the semester, like, probably, like, April or May. So, like, the semester's just about to end, yeah. just about to go into summer. And I had a girlfriend that was, she was always being, oh, like, I'm always, like, so into fitness, like, and she's like, oh, I just love to squat. Like, I love to deadlift. Like, I love to, like, do bench and everything like that. And I, like, literally was at the gym and I saw her. I was like, can you teach me how to squat? Yeah. I was like, can you please? Like, and, like, and so she just took me under her wing, taught me how to squat. I had, like, a kind of a concept of how to do it and everything. But it was just taking those initial steps of how to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm hooked. Yeah. I want to do squats. I want to do deadlift. Like, I want heavy shit. Yeah. I want to do this so and ever since then it's always been that and I think I was really consistent that first year but senior year happened and then post-grad life happened and it's like corona happened too yeah like it's so hard to be consistent in life I feel like and so it's like what my main goal is currently is just consistency so right now I'm doing 100 days of working out for 45 minutes each day no matter what it is, even if it's just walking or lifting weights in my basement or or whatever, because I'm not going to a gym, because Rona is still real. Um, I don't care <laughs> what anybody else says. Rona is real. Because, like, some gyms I'm are scared. opening up, but, like, it is, like, a lot to walk into a closed facility with, like, a, probably a couple hundred people, especially where we live. Like, a couple hundred people. I'm All not, just, like, deep breathing. Like. I'm not scared about, like, the gym and, like, the staff. It is just the other people that come into yeah. the gym that are negligent and do not take care of themselves and do not worry about other people. Yeah. I can be a very selfish person in the sense that, like, I want to do better for myself. But, however, if you were putting other people's lives at risk, I have issues. I'm out. <laughs> like, and have, for that, I'm out. Yeah, and for that, I, I'm extremely blessed that I actually have a, a, a bar and, and plates and bands and a treadmill on the stationary bike, like, in my basement. So yeah. I'm, I'm set. I have absolutely no excuses. So how have you been keeping, like, your workouts consistent with, like, deadlifts and stuff? I guess you are just doing the best you can with what you have. So I 
I'm having a hard time being consistent just in general. I mean, like, I just had surgery a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. So, I got furloughed, like, a month before that. So, I got furloughed. I was like, oh, well, this is great. I can work out every single day. Like, this is awesome. So, like, that first month before surgery, I was like, lit, awesome, feeling great. Then surgery happened. And then, I don't know if you've ever had surgery before, but, like, you can't poop the next few days afterward. (laughs) You feel awful. (laughs) And, like... It's not a good feeling. I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, like, we're being real. So I couldn't really be consistent with that because I also have to limit myself with yeah. recovering from surgery because... You don't want to push it. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want to, like, my incisions to open up or anything. And I know how hard I work out. And I definitely push the limits regardless for my own body. So, like, I had some health issues before leading up to surgery, too. So I was pushing myself to the point where it probably was not safe for me, but... That's okay. Not really, but but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay because you're okay, but it's actually not okay. <laughs> exactly. It's okay because I'm okay now, but yeah. it's not really okay I did it in the first place. Wait, okay, so I feel like, like, okay, me personally, I'm looking at you, like, doing deadlifts and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I could probably never do that. And, like, that seems, like, terrifying. Yeah. What would you say to people? Because I feel like it's intimidating, especially if you're at the gym and you're like, what did you say, a cardio bunny? Like, if, like, a girl's, like, running on a treadmill, or, like, say I'm running on a treadmill, and I look over, and I see your strong ass, like, just doing deadlifts, and you're like, yeah, I could never. Like, what would you say to people that are, like, intimidated by that? So, there's a lot of things that go into, like, deadlifting and, like, lifting heavy weights overall in general, whether, whatever the movement is. The only thing that, like, always comes back to it is, like, confidence and form, I feel like. Like, you're... I feel like form's a huge thing. It is. Because you can really, yeah. But you have to have a confidence to try and figure out how to what the correct form is and how to do it correctly and whether if that's looking at videos and trying to practice it at home or asking somebody at the gym so well because like you literally went up to your friend was like can you please teach me how to do this like yeah even something like that I mean you can also kind of get the concept and you can kind of teach yourself in a way like looking at mirrors and everything like that when confidence is an issue but it's, it's really just, like, you have to be willing to try it. Like, you can't be intimidated. Like, strong is sexy. Yeah. Like, I think it is so powerful to see somebody deadlifting over 200 pounds. If you see somebody squatting over 200 pounds, it's a female. Like, like props to them because they're not – there's so many people out there that are scared to do that. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying there's a lot of people out there that can't do it because I know there is a lot more people out there that can, that weightlift and – and everything else and I think CrossFit also was such a big movement and getting more women into fitness as well totally yep but CrossFit is so expensive True. have you looked into membership yes actually I have they're so expensive and for that I'm out <laughs> yep so I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank if that's <laughs> if you're catching oh on I, I say that's lit- and for that I'm out and for that reason I'm out oh my gosh but I feel like CrossFit is so powerful seeing, like, Tia Clara Toomey, who's won the past CrossFit Games the past three years. She is so strong and so powerful, and in the Rogue Games um, just a few weeks ago, she snatched, I don't know if you know what a snatch is, but that's holding the barbell over top and doing a squat with it. So picking it up like okay. a deadlift, yep. and you ending that way and standing up. Oh my god. Um, so she did 285 pounds. That's and, insane. like, holy shit like that is a lot yeah that was so empowering to watch like after I watched that I was like oh my god I want to go hit weights so freaking hard after watching that like I'm so empowered I'm so pumped up but 
there's a lot of technique that goes into it. Like, I know yeah. with me, with definitely things specifically, like, I've had a lot of low back issues from it. And that also can come from my technique and how I pull and how, if you're doing sumo, conventional, if you're doing pronated, supinated, alternated grip, it, there's so many things that go into it every single lift that you do. And, like, I don't even want to get into Olympic lifts because, like, that's a whole different process. But it's, like, having the confidence to, like, ask somebody to teach you and yeah. then going from there. But you can always start doing deadlifts with a kettlebell. Yeah. Like, uh, like start small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I have a 35-pound kettlebell in my basement. And when I'm not feeling like loading up my barbell or anything like that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do squats or deadlifts with a kettlebell. It'll be fine. It's good for my form and the endurance of it so I might not be doing as heavy weight so I might increase my reps so I can still get the same benefit of it at the yeah. end of the day so what would you say like are the biggest benefits of deadlifting so there's a couple different ways you can do it so you can do a sumo deadlift which includes more hamstrings and glutes which is your butt um, or you can do more of a conventional deadlift, which is more feet shoulders apart or slightly shoulders apart. Whereas sumo deadlift is like very large stance. Yeah. Like your hands are in them. It's almost like you're doing split squats, but like, or not split squats. Um, like almost like you're doing splits. Like your legs are almost as wide as the bar, but not really, but very, very wide. Okay. Um, and you pull the bar from like the middle and you pull up, but with that stance you use more of your quads and glutes. And then with conventional you use more of your back. I don't want to say back per se, but in hamstrings, because that's where sometimes people go wrong. Because yeah. you see a lot of people don't lock their lats and they don't lock their upper body in their torso. And then you see a lot of rounding in their back, which can like cause injury. So there's like Deadlifting can be such a tricky, tricky lift that a lot of things can go wrong because of technique. And perfecting your deadlifting technique takes a while. Like, I think it probably took me, like, a year and a half. But at the same time, like, I also had low back issues. So it just took me a little while longer to fully master the technique and not try and overextend or squeeze my butt obsessively at the top or, or anything else like that. So, like, so I guess for people that want to do this, you would say, number one, start small. Yeah. And then don't be afraid to ask people questions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the gym, there's also, like, a stigma that everyone's just, like, scary and, like, a badass. For, like, (laughs) this is, like, I'm thinking probably for people that don't go to the gym that much. They're just, like, everybody knows what they're doing except for me. Like, that's the mentality that people have. So I feel like... One, being, like, brave enough to even, like, talk to somebody at the gym. You're like, can you, like, help me with my form? Or, like, can you just make sure? (laughs) Like, so definitely ask someone, right? Yeah. And then what would, like, what else? I don't know. Like, I, I had a personal training client one time, and she came to me and was, like, she had had another personal training client, and it just, like, didn't hit it off. Regardless, she hit it off with me really well, and so... She told me, she texted me a couple weeks ago while we, I was still training her, and she was like, this guy tried to come up to me in the gym and, and like, try to help me with my lift, and I was like, no, I, I'm good, somebody taught me this, like, 
Like, I don't need your help. But, like, because there are, like, definitely guys that will just, like, come up to women and, like, oh, do you need help on your technique? And I'm, like, no. Stop. Like, literally stop. Like, walk away. Yeah. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. And even if it's just, like, sending videos to your friend or sending videos and watching them yourself. yeah. So you can self Just to look back and be, like, what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah, because you can see – there are tons of videos on YouTube teaching you how to correctly deadlift. For sure. Are there bad ones? Yes. But (laughs) you can find good ones. And I think that's, like, a really big key, whether you have the confidence to ask somebody or not, or even if you just set up your camera and you just watch yourself deadlift. Yeah. And I – would start very very small like probably just with a barbell or you can you can even take dumbbells you can literally do it with dumbbells i mean i just pers- to get the form down exactly yeah exactly um you can do dumbbells you can do kettlebells you can do whatever with that i personally love doing an rdl so that's more of a um, hip hinge movement than a compressive squat to stand if that makes sense okay yes yeah so when you do an RDL, you're bending more from the hips. Yep. And I just think it's a more athletic movement in a sense. I personally don't like doing deadlifts all too much just because of my low back issues. So I know I feel more RDLs affecting my hamstrings, which is what I'm trying to do at the end of the day. Yeah. So it, it really just depends. Like, if you're trying to do deadlifts, then do deadlifts. Um, but if you're trying to just, like, get a really good workout for your hamstrings, then do whatever you feel like you feel it in that particular muscle the best, whether it is conventional deadlifts, sumer deadlifts, or RDLs. So I want to talk a little bit about food and like your relationship with food and maybe like some common misconceptions with that because I think with people that are like getting serious about like fitness and with health and stuff they cut out like for instance like they cut out all carbs yeah or like they do the keto diet or like they just don't let themselves have any I don't know like sugar they don't have I don't know you know like they cut out like complete food groups like what what is your relationship with food and like what would you say to people that are like cutting out literally complete food (laughs) groups so my relationship with food has been It's so up and down sometimes because I feel like I was so, so good with my relationship and food in college. Oh, really? Well, after I started my fitness journey. So my sophomore year. I was going to say, food, my relationship with food in college was absolute crap. (laughs) Well, it's like the complete opposite with me. So when I'm home, my mom buys snacks for like all the guys in the house. Oh, yeah. And she always has cookies. And my mom's a huge baker. So we always have sweets in the house. Yeah. So when I was in college, I was like, oh my God, all this stuff isn't in the house and it's so nice. I'm not tempted all the time. And I'm the type of person... Or if, like, if I don't see it in front of me, then I'm just not going to eat it. Yeah. So. I'm literally I'm, the same way. I'm, like, not, like, I'm not going to say I starved myself. It's just, like, I didn't feel the need to, like, munch and snack when I was in college as much. Especially when I started my fitness journey. And when I, like, funny, funny thing is, when I started my fitness journey, you know what I had for breakfast every single day? What? Almost every single day, at least. Those um, pancakes? No. Oh. Chicken biscuit. From oh. Chick-fil-A. Oh. And hash browns. And I still lost, like, 20 pounds. Amazing. Literally. Okay, let's like, dive into that because that's like, <laughs> that's literally the misconception is like you can't have like the good food like, to lose weight and you literally just lost, what did you just say, 20 pounds? 
Yeah. Okay, I had a chicken biscuit every morning. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, so I think that first year, so like I said, I was doing a lot of running. And the I... The cardio bunny. I, I've yeah. never heard that, but now I'm Are you serious? It. I mean, like, I understand what it is, but I just had never heard That's that term. Call. That's what they call people that just do cardio. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm dead serious. It's a real term in the fitness community. Okay. Now I feel <laughs> like I'm... Like am I in the fitness you. community now? <laughs> is sure. that, like, my initiation? I dubbed you. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so glad to be here. <laughs> so grateful. But, so I, like, would every, like, Tuesday, Thursday or something like that, me and my classmates, we would all have class together because at that point, that was my first semester in the athletic training program. So we would all have the same exact classes together. And we would have, like, this awkward, like, 45-minute hour gap, and we would all just go get breakfast after one of the classes. Would have breakfast, I'd have, have I'd have class at 8 a.m., and then I would, on the way to my 8 a.m., I'd drink a protein shake. And then I would go through two, three classes or whatever. Oh, it must have been two. I don't know. Because Chick-fil-A still at breakfast, and they stopped serving breakfast at 10.30. So, I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I would go with my classmates after I'd have my protein shake. And, and that at that point, it had been, like, over two hours or something like that. And we'd all go get Chick-fil-A breakfast. Like, this was, like, so structured and so routine. Like... And then I would go to class, then I would go to the gym right afterwards, and I would do whatever my workout was. Um, I would come home, and I would make myself, like, some chicken and pasta. Like, like when your body is burning so many, like, calories and everything like that, you still have to replenish it. I think that's the big misconception, too. Because people are like, I'm burning all these calories, so I'm going to not eat as much. Like, then you're starving, and then you binge. Yeah. Like, don't and then it hits you later yourself. where you're like, I want everything in my pantry. Exactly. So, like, doing, letting yourself eat pasta isn't such a bad thing. Like, I think what I would do, yeah, yeah, what I would do is, like, I get a bowl and I put spinach on the bottom of it, like a good amount of spinach, and then I put my pasta and then I put my chicken. Just so that, like, one, my bowl was full. Like, my bowl, and they were, like, big bowls. Like, I don't know what my mom bought me for college, but they were <laughs> big bowls. <laughs> like, it was a lot of food. And I think having the spinach in it, I mean, juice a little olive oil and, like, sprinkle, like, a tiny bit of cheese or something like that. And, like, just, like, that having... That sounds like, really good right now. It really is good. I 10 <laughs> out of 10 recommend. <laughs> um, but I would eat that, like, I don't know, like, a couple times a week, I feel like, because it was just so easy to make, just, oh, just fry some chicken, um, sprinkle some pepper and, like, maybe onion powder, garlic powder on it, and then just throw it on top of my pasta with spinach, and I would just eat that for dinner, or sometimes, if I was hungry, like, I would also, like, eat some rice, um, I don't know, like, it was just, like, all these, like, little changes that I was making because I was, like, finally actually being, like, a lot more active than I was. And so your body definitely, definitely, definitely needs to eat when it's hungry and when you're working out and when you're expending more calories than you're used to. Yeah. Like, if you just go from being super sedentary to, like, taking 10,000 steps a day and working out, like, and you're trying to cut all carbs out, like, what? Yeah. Like, your body's going to hate you. You're going to be starving. I feel like for me, lately, I've started to realize, and I don't know how long lately means, but, like... I would say the last, maybe, like, the last couple months, I've realized that, like, when my body is hungry is when I eat. Like, I used to just eat because I was, one, bored. Yeah. Or, two, because, like, other people around me were, like, it's time to eat. So, yeah. I would just eat even though I knew I wasn't hungry. I was yeah. just still, like, so then I was overeating. Yeah. I would just eat when you're hungry. 
listen to your body and if you're burning calories you should be like conscious of what you're eating but like you literally just said you had pasta like i think people just feel like they can't eat pasta they can't have carbs and like you have you as long i feel like as long as you give your body like i don't know it's like about the portion too i don't know it's just like i think there's just a huge like stigma around carbs there's a huge stigma around like good food yeah but you can eat what you want to eat as long as you're just like being a little bit smart about it is it weird for me to ask you like what you eat and like what times you eat during the day like what is your like food schedule is that normal it's so weird because it changes from day to day so like it varies yeah it varies because i try to eat when i'm hungry and not i try not to aimlessly eat i'm so bad at that especially being at home with i when you're bored and like i'm bored especially quarantine is real like and everything else like i always say like i'm gonna be 10 times happier whenever i move out like oh my god like lose a bunch of weight like it's gonna be great like i'm not gonna need sweets all the time like there's gonna be no cookies it's gonna be great but um that hasn't happened yet so (laughs) um self-control self-control that's what we're working on yep um (laughs) but i guess i wake up and I usually like, don't set an alarm because I'm burloed. So I'm just chilling and I wake up whenever it's not late or anything. Yeah. Like, I'm probably eating breakfast by 10 o'clock. Okay. But like, I mean, I probably wake up at nine. Um, I, my new kick right now is oatmeal and peanut butter. Yes. Um, I don't even know why. I freaking love oatmeal and peanut butter. I just like, I, I make my one little packet of oatmeal and I put it yep. in the microwave and then I get a glob of just one spoonful of peanut yep. butter and I'm like, pop. Oh my God. I, I just freaking it. love it. That's literally what I have like almost every morning. Literally every morning. And I, I put, so I do like one packet of oatmeal, a spoonful. Wait, of, is it brown sugar? Yeah, maple. Yeah, like yeah, no other one. Like yeah. the the best one, Quaker. you mean? <laughs> and I do like a spoonful of peanut butter and then I do ah. like chia seeds and I do blueberries. Oh, that's a good idea. Or I do blueberries pretty much every single time unless I'm out of blueberries and I like slice up a banana. Yeah, sometimes I throw a banana in there. I freaking love that. That it's is like so my good. go-to. It's, it's like so filling. It's honestly it feels like dessert too. And it fills you up. It fills me up for like hours. Yeah, I eat that and then I probably like wait an hour-ish. So do you do your workouts in the morning strictly? So by by that time it's like it's like around lunchtime. It's okay. like mid morning because I just take my time. Like yeah. I said, I literally have nothing better else to do with my life. Yeah. So um I yeah, I eat my oatmeal around ten. I probably wait an hour ish, work out around like noonish, eleven thirty noonish for like an hour, forty five minutes. And then I usually drink a protein shake. And then depends on how hungry i am sometimes i'm super super hungry after a workout sometimes i'm just like oh i haven't drank any water today i need to pound my water so i always drink a gallon of water every day or at least a full hydro jug and maybe half of a second one which gets me three liters around three liters which the average human needs three to four liters of water a day like don't just try to drink half a liter or half a gallon of water like you need to drink a lot I literally fill up my Yeti. How much is this? I forget. I feel Probably like it's like 40 or 30. 36 most likely, maybe. Does it say? I don't know. It's the same size as my Yeti. I think it's 36. 36? I probably fill this up like 15 times a day. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably almost a gallon if you're filling it up like five times. I can't math right now. Yeah. So don't ask me. I mean, me either. So uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. But so I do my workout. I Depending on how hungry I am, I either eat... 
I definitely always drink a protein shake, and then we... So, wh- let me ask you about the protein shakes, because I feel like also people don't understand, like, benefits of protein shakes, and, like, oh, they yeah. don't really understand, like, about them. So, first of all, I guess, why do you drink them, and then, two, like, what are the benefits, um, and what do you use? So, the point of protein shakes right after a workout is because you are trying to help your muscles grow. So, how muscles grow, particularly, is they feed off of protein. Your body feeds off of protein. So if you were replenishing and drinking a high protein drink, and there's tons and tons of different studies. Like I read them all through college. Like it was always like after a workout, drink a high protein drink within an hour window, basically. Okay. It's like a 30 minute to an hour window. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it's definitely drinking protein right after your workout because that's when you get the optimal amount effect of muscle growth. Um so that's the main reason why I do it. And also I always never I'm I'm always so bad about eating the correct amount of protein in my diet. Um, I just always usually lack. Okay. So you have the protein shake after your workout, and then do you have lunch afterwards? Or is yes. that kind of your lunch? So that's that. It depends on how hungry I am. Like, I've been trying to do a lot better of, like, my hunger cues and everything. So sometimes I'll make some red lentil pasta, which is very high in protein as well and high in fiber and protein. Decently low in carbs. So you can have like 100 grams of red lentil pasta and you weigh it out dry. And it is like 30 grams of protein and like 60 grams of carbs, which is really, really good. And also might even be like 15 grams of fiber, if I remember correctly. So So basically miracle pasta. Basically, it tastes, (laughs) I think it tastes decently good. Yeah. Red lentil pasta. It's a new thing. Trust me. Uh, they sell it Where do you buy it? Okay, Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> Barrelli sells it, and then there's also another brand that sells it as well as at Wegmans and at, um, and at Walmart. Okay. But it's really good. It's super high in protein, and um, sometimes I will eat that if I'm just feeling like I need the carbs today. Like, I'm just, like, absolutely starved. Like, if my stomach's going to eat itself, I need them. Other than that, I'll usually just drink a protein shake. And maybe I'll snack on like some fruit or something like that. Just it just really just depends on the level of hungriness I am for mm-hmm. that day. But I really love eating just like chicken and pasta. Like if I could eat that every single day, I'd be really really happy. Honestly, yeah, sounds like, great. I just love chicken and pasta. I don't know why, but uh, that's just my number one go through thing ever since the beginning. It's chicken and pasta with some spinach, or I love ground turkey with taco seasoning and putting it on spinach and Mexican cheese oh. and some taco sauce on top of it. Okay. Like some Texas peat. Like your okay. girl likes it a little spicy. So okay. It's, it's good. I'm here for it. It's good. Um, so, so, so kind of like a dinner, like what's a dinner you would have? Because. Also, what do you recommend for dinners? I don't, it's so weird. I'm so bad at dinners because okay. I usually just eat whatever my family's eating. And yeah. And I feel like. I feel like such an asshole when I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat that. I want to make my own meals. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm stressed over it. I feel that. Like, I feel that. Because I'm like, oh my God, my mom's eating. My mom's like making like big ZD. And like, that's like so many carbs. And I'm like, I, I try not to focus on that. And I'm like, oh, I should just be happy. I should just be with my family. Like, just enjoy the moment. But it's also like in the back of my head, like, oh my fucking God. Like, yeah. Shit. Like, I could be eating my own thing, and I'd feel, like, so much fuller and, like, less, like, a POS. Like, yeah. Like, it's so hard, and I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings, so then I try to just, like, 
have a smaller portion of it, would you say? I try like, to have a smaller portion of it, and I try to just pound my water after I'm done eating. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. I feel like I found that I... Well, also, I'm just, like, a huge water drinker. I've always been yeah. a huge water drinker. I feel like a lot of people I talk to are, like, I literally forget to drink water, like, in, the, like, a whole like day. How? I forget to drink it. And I'm, like, understand. how are you not, like... <gasps> like, I... Yeah. My brain will be, like, quickly grab a glass. Like, I'm just <laughs> freaking out. So I'm always chugging, like I just said earlier, like my Yeti, I always have filled with water. Yeah. And as I drink like a full Yeti of water before dinner, and then I pretty much drink like one immediately after, and then probably like two more before I go to bed. Yeah. So I feel like that helps with like, if you, I feel like that helps with like not overeating because you're, I, okay, tell me if this is wrong. It, I feel like your body um confuses your hunger for like dehydration oh so like you eat and you keep thinking you're hungry but you're actually like really really thirsty and you're dehydrated so you just but you keep eating because you think that's yeah hunger so that's definitely a real thing but i've also i've also you hear so many different things about water in like meals so you hear like oh drink a glass of water before you eat or drink a glass of water after you eat. Just be drinking it throughout, right? Yeah. So it's definitely good to drink an adequate amount of water. But what I've also heard is that drinking before you eat, technically, so this is going to get really sciencey. I'm really sorry. Give it to me. This will um, be- when you digest food, the first place that it digests is actually in your mouth. So you have digestive enzymes in, like, your saliva and everything. And so I guess technically... The studies show that when you drink water before you eat, like a lot of water, you're washing away some of the digestive properties in your saliva and everything like that. Because think about it, like when you're drinking water, everything in your mouth like goes down. Yeah. Basically. So they say to eat your food like you normally do, whether you eat it super fast, super slow, whatever. I'm trying to work on eating my food slower just so I can savor it more and not feel like hungry <laughs> <laughs> and to drink your water afterward. You're yeah. And then if you're still hungry like 20 minutes after you've drank in your water, then maybe you actually do need some more food. So we have some questions people ask. So I'm going to ask you these. Are you ready? All right. Not really, but yes. Not really, but yeah, here we go. Okay. How do you deal with slacking off on your fitness for a few weeks? Well, I can relate to that so much because I had (laughs) surgery, and then right after surgery, and I was finally getting into my routine, my toenail got ripped off, so. (laughs) Hold on. That was just so much. Let's just take a breather for a second. Okay. (laughs) So. I'm sorry. I just got really... (laughs) So, yeah, so you had surgery, and what did they tell you? Like, how long did you need to be, like, I guess, resting? Let's see, let's see. I had surgery May 28th? May tw- Yeah, May 28th or 9th, something like that. So, at the very, very end of May, and in Virginia, that was, like, the second or third week you could have elective surgeries, because technically what I had was elective, but not really, but elective. I don't know. So, the signs with weird. elective means? I have no idea. So it because, means, like, like, I needed it out. Okay. For those who don't know, I got my thyroid removed. Yeah, I, I feel have... like we've touched on you had surgery, but <laughs> we haven't said what it was. Yeah, so basically I have a huge scar on my neck. Um, not really. I don't know. Is it huge? It definitely doesn't look as big as it once was. I know. I feel like... It looks better. The day after it was massive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you came over the day after. Um, Elena's my neighbor. <laughs> so... 
Don't think we've been seeing each other through quarantine. Oh, you are the people that are spreading corona. Jocelyn's probably the only person I've seen. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Online is the only one I've seen. But it's fine. Um, I had my thyroid removed because I had Graves' disease and I had a hyperactive thyroid. So I was having a lot of heart palpitations. Um, those aren't good. Um, but not great. They're not fun. Yeah. So basically my thyroid was just super, super overactive. And then it had gotten to the point where the last year where my medication just stopped working. My thyroid stopped responding to medication. I had to quadruple my dosage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it was a lot. So I was like, I want this thing out of me. And then Corona happened. And then I was like, as soon as they let people have surgery, because technically it's elective right. I don't understand why because like I have such a better quality of life now <laughs> like I'm so happy my thyroid's out you have no idea um but yeah so I had the thyroid surgery and my surgeon told me expect to have a two week recovery and that's like not really doing anything and he was like definitely don't lift weights for those two weeks he's like you can walk um, you can, like, just kind of stay active, um, but definitely, like, walking and not lifting weights was what I basically entailed for two weeks, so I just did a lot of walking around the neighborhood, um, didn't lift weights, um, even when I did start to lift weights again, I took it very, very slow, because your thyroid's in the front of your neck and where your throat is. So I had an incision like in my neck and I couldn't really, I didn't have full range of motion. Yeah. Per se. It was very, very tight. And luckily I have full range of motion now, but still I just have to take it very, very easy with that. And so when I first got on the weights again after surgery, so that was like what, mid June, something like that. And took it easy probably for that first week. And then I really got like back into a really, really good routine of walking and doing weights and everything else and doing cardio um and just like being super active and then like what three weeks ago we have a parents on a yard sale and elena just came over and i i'm walking okay (laughs) so the neighborhood had a yard sale and everyone had stuff like out in their driveway and i came over to jocelyn's house to see um what did I see? Oh, yeah, like your new kitchen. Well, yeah, my parents so were was, doing the kitchen. So I was like leaving Jocelyn's house, and I just got back to my house, which was across the street, and I just heard, and you, <laughs> you like cussed, but I didn't hear like words. I just heard like Noises. really loud yelling, and I looked oh. back, and I just saw your dad with the dresser, <laughs> and I saw like you oh. bent over, like you were just like, you could just tell from my house that you were just in so much pain. Yeah. And I was like, are you okay? Like, what is going on? Your mom was like, I'm sorry for the cursing. I was like, we didn't hear cursing, but, like, is she okay? Like, is Jocelyn well? And what, your whole toenail basically came off because a dresser fell? uh, this dresser, it's like a wardrobe. And then I had in college, and it's, it's absolutely stunning in my opinion, but it is solid like oak. Like, it is solid. It's a full-ass dresser. Like, it is, like, Wardrobe, probably yeah. 300 pounds. And it is heavy. It is not some light thing to move. And our driveways are slightly slanted. It's just, like, a perfect incline, I guess. I don't know. But, obviously, I was on the wrong side of the incline that day. <laughs> and my dad lifted on the other side, and I had Birkenstocks on. So, it was just... A one n- thing led to another, and my toenail was lifted off the skin. <laughs> Just ever so slightly. It wasn't completely a 90 degrees, but definitely a solid 30 degrees off. And so I just decided at the time, 
to push it back down. Oh my god, I'm gonna literally throw up. <laughs> like I'm gonna be sick. Being an athletic trainer, you were you're used to it. I'm meant to deal with like all these blood and gory injuries, and I have no issue dealing with it. Like I really don't like blood and gore. Really doesn't bother me. But did that hurt? Yes, yes, it did. It sure did. But anyway, so I pushed it back down, taped it on, whatever you want to call it. And then a couple of days later, I went to visit my boyfriend, and my boyfriend was wearing shoes in the uh, in the house, and he wrestled in college, and one thing led to another, and it uh, ended with me yelling at him to get out of the room and me pulling off my toenail the rest of the way. So oh I won't my God. go into the details, but the toenail was not there anymore. So and that's gonna like, work out basically so because it hurts. You use your big toe so much when you work out. No, yeah. I feel like that's a thing you don't realize, like how much you use your toes. Yeah, um, you use it when you walk to do like, things. Like you just don't really like. You're not grateful for your toes. I feel like this, like from I'm here so on out, like everybody should be. If you're listening to this, like be grateful for like all the toes you have, whether that's like nine or ten or however many that you were born with. Like, be grateful for them because. Uh, my boyfriend, for instance, like, he literally just stubbed his freaking toe. Like, he just stubbed his toe on the couch. And that thing was bruised. Like, his whole pinky toe up and down his foot. Like, that whole side, like, left or right side, whatever foot it was. That whole side was bruised. Oh and God. he couldn't even walk Poor right. DJ. Like, let's be grateful for our toes from here on out. Um, so, that really, like... I've lost my pinky toes before, like my toenails. Your whole toe? No, no, I don't. Oh but I've lost them before, and it did not hurt nearly as bad as losing your big toe. Definitely. Because so how you many? Use it so much. How many days would you say that you were out of working out? Like definitely. Uh, let's see. Like a week. Nine days. Okay. Total. So what? I it? tried working out when I thought it was healed most of the way. So like the day, like. My boyfriend, like, ripped the rest of the toenail off, basically. I had worked out that morning for, like, for the first time, I think. And, like, a few days before then, I just started, like, actually, like, doing, like... So you were basically just getting into the swing of things when he ripped it off And then, like, yep. And then, nope, poof, I had to rip it off, basically. (laughs) Um, So what does that do for... Okay, so, also... Okay, so, question. For working out, like, is that more for, like, your mental state? Like, are you working out... I work out to so make I don't you feel, like poop. Fe- okay, so then like does you does not working out make you feel like crap? Like so, were those nine days like really, really bad for you because you were like, I can't work out and this sucks? I was more so mad that it happened because I just got into such a good groove of working okay. out. I was just pissed. Yeah. I was so pissed. I was like, really, this couldn't have happened at a worse time. Like I'd finally gotten back in the groove of working out after surgery. Like, ugh. <laughs> and then uh I finally gotten back into the groove of working out after I, like, my pushed my toenail back down, and then Justin freaking ripped the rest of the way off, and then I was like, gosh, dang it. You cannot catch a break. For those who don't know, your toes have nerve endings in them, and they are raw when you rip your toenail off, and, like, that's the only thing If you thing guys want to fast forward through this part, you <laughs> That's the thing that sucks. It's just, like, you have to wait until everything heals over. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. now I can finally, I'm finally getting back into it's 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 back to good um we're really happy for you and you're starting toe. august all strong we're so happy for Thank you you, you want to see the update you want to look at it looks great it's disgusting but i'm at, it actually looks way better than it looks way better. <laughs> like it's actually not that bad okay um next question this person just put macros so i don't really know if that means like 
talk about them. What are they? Yeah, so macros are your macronutrients. So you have macro and micronutrients. So what macros specifically are, are carbs, protein, fat. And they each have a caloric number that gets associated for one gram. So it's like a ratio. So for one gram of carbs equals, shit, is it four? Should I Google it? I need to Google it. <laughs> There's been alcohol involved, I guess. We're going to pause this podcast. But I know fat is nine grams, and then, or out, and, and alcohol is seven. I think it's four. I'm going to give you the Jeopardy music. Thanks. I kind of have to pee. Should I take this time to pee? Sure. Should I pause it? Yes. I was right. Okay. One gram of carb equals four calories. And one gram of protein equals four calories as well. But one gram of fat, this is is why people say eat low fat, equals nine calories. Okay. Yes. So... But to figure out the ratio of what carbs to fat to protein ratio people need or want, it depends on their overall fitness journey and what they are trying to accomplish. And again, what that goes off of as well is their body weight and their needs. So it's their daily caloric expenditure of how much they, how much calories they use on a daily basis, basically. Yeah. To calculate, to calculate macros. And there are so many things that be like, oh, put in your weight and how active you are online and it'll spit you out some random macros. They aren't good. Trust me. They aren't accurate. They don't know who you are. Like, especially if you have a high metabolism, like, it's not going to count into that. It's not going to count into, like, what you say and, like, everything else. They're just not good, in my opinion. So, okay, so don't trust online. Don't trust online. But there are... Honestly, I think my favorite video that shows you how to calculate your own macros for yourself is one Christian Guzman's put out. I don't know if you know who that is, mm-hmm. but he's really, really big in the fitness injury industry. So he is the owner of Alphalete, if you know what that is. Alphalete, the fitness brand, well, it's very, very large. You should probably follow them. Okay. Um, I probably do know them, but I can't. You probably do. But um, it's... I'm looking it up. Well... He has a video that he put out probably two to three years to two to three years ago where it just like explains how to calculate your own macros based off how active you are in your body weight percentage. Um, and basically it just starts with it it just starts with your body weight and going off of that and what your overall goal is, whether it's fat loss or you want to gain weight or or whatever it is that you are trying to achieve. I'm trying to find it because, oh, it starts with your body weight and then, like, it gives you a range of if you're super active, times it by this. If you're not really active, times it by that. And then it'll give you a range, basically, of what you probably should use for your macros. And then if you are trying to lose weight then it's like well you should probably minus like anywhere from 400 to 600 calories 
from that. Okay. Because what it gives you to begin with is your maintenance calories on a low end to a high end of rough, and this is all guesstimates, and it's all math and everything. So basically what I like to try to eat when I know I'm in like a caloric deficit is probably anywhere around like 1,600 to 1,700 calories. So, and again, the average person, and this is very average, is like 2,000 calories. So whether you want to do that or not, it's up to you. I mean, it definitely takes a lot of math, but I think you can just Google like Christian Guzman like macros explained or something like okay. that because he did it. you basically just have to base it off of your personal like yeah what you're trying to aim like what you're aiming for exactly okay gotcha. exactly because you can make it super super drastic he even goes in the video to explain like if you really like cheese then increase your fats because cheese has a lot of fat in it yeah if you really like carbs then maybe lessen your fats or something like that like like i just think he does like, always good job of explaining it and it's a decent macro calculation, and if you can do it yourself, which is pretty easy to follow along, as long as you know to add and time stuff, like, use your calculator. Use your calculator, folks. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, your next question is, how do you learn to take rest days? Um, that's kind of a hard one. I feel like, actually, that's a tough one for me, because it's really yeah. hard for me to, like, not work out a like, I pretty much work out seven days a week. Yeah. And even if it's, like, six days a week, that seventh day I'm still doing something active yeah. because I'm, like, mentally, like, you're not, you're not doing anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, like, super hard because even, like, right now, like, I'm trying to do this 100-day thing. So I'm not taking any rest days. However... You're not taking any rest days through that 100-day challenge? No. Oh, wow. So what I want to do is what my, my ideal goal is. So... Monday through Friday, I do weights. And then Saturday and Sunday, I walk for 45 minutes outside. Okay. Just, like, just walking outside. Just doing any, like, movement, anything exercise-related. Exactly. So, it's kind of like an active recovery in a sense. Like, I'm still moving my body, but I'm not, like, really getting my heart rate super high, like, I am with, like, my weights and everything like that. So, but then again, when your body is super, super sore outside of my own personal 100-day thing, like, if your body is so sore that you can barely move or you were just so fatigued, like, do not feel ashamed to take that rest day because, like, that's your body telling you, hey, I'm tired. Can we just chill for a second? You have to listen to your body yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, it's just like, and it's like super, super hard to be in tone with your body sometimes because I remember when I first started my fitness journey, I was working out and doing cardio with one of my friends. And so we would always go to the gym and be like, hey, like you want to go to the gym? And we'd be like, yes, 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 yes. And then one day she was like, dude, can we not go? Like we've gone seven days in a row. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> we've done that? Yeah. What? Like I was just like, what? I don't know. I was just so shocked because I just, like, it didn't pop in my head that we've done that. Like, I was just so in the routine of, okay, let's go to the gym. Like, hey, yeah. let's go. And she's like, no. You're not realizing you're, like, taking a break. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so, like, and sometimes it's really, really good for your body to take that break. And some people even find when your body's so inflamed from doing, working out and everything else, like, so many days in a row that you take that rest day, like, you might even lose a few pounds because, like, your body's like, ah. I can chill. <laughs> yeah. So do you think it's smarter to have like a set schedule of like Sunday is my rest day 
Or is it more or less just like listen to your body, do your workouts throughout the week, and then just figure out when you're tired and don't work out that day? I think it's so different for everybody because okay. some people love the schedule. Yeah. Some people love having so a whatever schedule works of what best for you. Definitely whatever works best for you because I'm the type of person like if I make myself a schedule of workouts and like a rest day and days I'm working out and everything like that, I like have to stick to it. And if I don't stick to it, then I feel like uh, I feel like crap. And yeah. then I'm like, oh my god, I just missed a day. Like. Like, I get stressed over it, and, like, it's taken me a long time to realize, like, I'm just, like, okay, like, I just need to do what my body feels like I need to do, and, like, whether if that's doing, like, kind of, like, a CrossFit-style workout, or if that's literally just walking outside for 45 minutes, or whatever. Like, I just, it takes me a long time to, it's just a learning curve of figuring out how to listen to your body and what your body needs, but if you're first starting out, I say try and stick to a consistent stick to a schedule at first because you need that consistency. Um yeah, I would agree with that. I I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was gonna respond to I forgot what I was gonna say. Um okay. So let me pull up the next question. The next question is how do you balance eating healthy with eating the foods that you crave like pizza, candy, chocolate, etc. Um, I had pizza for dinner. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I think if you're craving something, I don't, it's so weird because my hunger cues are going to be different than other people's. Yeah. And like, that's like the issue. So like when I know like if I'm craving pizza, then like it tells me like, oh wow, I'm really craving carbs. Like I, I just must have like gone like balls to the walls or something like that like working out and so I was just like well maybe like it's okay if I eat like a slice or two or pizza like it's gonna be okay and maybe in the back of my head I'm like oh maybe I can get a pizza with like lots of protein toppings or something like that like if I yeah. get like pepperoni and sausage or something like that just because like I know that sounds so so weird and you're like oh high fat and everything else like that but it just depends like it's just so weird like, what would you say for cravings? Because I feel like um, I've heard in the past, like if you, like you kind of just said, like if you're craving pizza, then maybe you haven't given yourself enough carbs for the yeah. day. Or like if you're craving sugar, what what does that mean? Or if you're craving this, like what does that mean? So I think there are your body just has natural cravings. Like you know, like whether it's like your cycle or whatever, like your body's just gonna like crave like random things, and it's. Uh, it's definitely hard to break those habits if, at first, which is why I personally don't think you should go cold turkey with them. I think you should limit the amount you're having and like say if you want really, if you really, really want chocolate, maybe eat one block of chocolate or one, one little thing of whatever chocolate you're craving and be like, okay, I'm good. Like I'm done. Like I had my little fix. Like I'm okay. Like I'm good. And maybe drink a glass of water. I was going to say, and then drink water. Yeah. Yeah, and then drink water too. Because, like, are you really craving the chocolate or are you just, like, aimlessly eating? Like, that's what I really think is, like, people have an issue with. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was a good answer because it's, like, that's definitely a big one where people are, like, okay, I had a great day of working out. I ate really healthy. And yeah. then it's, like, 9 o'clock and you're, like, all I want to do is eat cookies and ice cream. Yeah. And, like, how do I not, like, indulge myself? Yeah. Like, I just have to have it. Yeah. I feel like you can have it. Then, like, I think the water thing is a good point. Like, have a bite or, like, have a small portion of it. Or, like, if you're really craving something sugary, eat some fruit. 
fruit. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, the next question is. Um, oh wait. Um, working out is intimidating to me and I've always wanted to get into it, but never have. I don't really know where to start. What do you suggest? Hmm. So, uh, I don't, it's like so different because people have different confidence levels. And I think you just get to the point where just like, no, I like, I really, really want to do it. So you take that initiative to figure out a way how to do it. Whether that's maybe signing up for a little challenge some Instagram person is doing and they literally give you the workouts and show you videos with. Or if that's hiring a personal trainer and they take you step by step personally right then and there showing you how to do the movements or anything else. Or if it's taking your buddy to the gym and asking them how to show you how to do workouts or how to do certain things in the gym or what they think you could be good at or exceed in and and just do well in the gym to get you more confident. Yeah. So. I think for a lot of people, like, working out is intimidating yeah. and lifting weights is intimidating. But as long as you really want to do yeah. this and, like, want to work out. And, like, you don't have to be, like, an insane athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be, like, you don't have to do deadlifts. Like, yeah. we're talking about deadlifts on this episode, but, like, you don't have to do that. Like, you – is I feel like as long as you're doing something every day and as long as you really want to be doing mm-hmm. it, you're going to be fine. I feel like YouTube is a big, a big thing that you can, like, yeah. look at. There's a ton of easy, like, beginner workouts to start yourself out on. Yeah. Maybe get into a routine. Mm-hmm. I think, like, with people – when I first started going to the gym, it was always with somebody, too. True. You have a it gym buddy, and then they somebody. motivate you. They motivate you. They drag your ass to the gym with you when you don't want to go and when they want to go. Like, it is, it, it helps so much. But, like, personally, I've just gotten to the point in my fitness stuff where I'm just like, I don't want somebody at the gym with me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do my thing. I want to get out of there. I want to lift my weights. Like, I just want to get in, get out, like, get this shit done, basically. But... It's different for everybody. Some people really, really like group workouts where it's like a bunch of their friends or like two or three of their friends where they're working out together. It really just depends on the individual because I know when I work out, I really get into my music sometimes and I'm just like, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling awesome. Like I'm feeling super, super strong. My muscles are popping and I just get in that Get in the zone. zone. And like you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to chit chat in between sets. Like it's everybody's so, so different. But I think also getting in the zone mentally also is a big thing. Like, you have to be, you can't be scared. You can't be intimidated. Like, blast your music and block everybody out. Like, put your blinders on and just focus on you. Yeah. That's a big, big thing. Maybe give yourself a little pep talk. Like, look in the mirror. Like, you're a badass. You got it. It doesn't matter if this is your first day at the gym. Listen to some Eminem music or something like that. Like, whatever pumps you up, like, do that thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, I feel like, especially if you're like a beginner, like if you want to bring a friend to the gym or if you, if you can't go to the gym, like I know you and I are not going to the gym. We're literally just in our basement or outside. (laughs) Um, if you want to like have a little like workout challenge, like with your friend, like that keeps you both accountable and then you're both like getting to see each other and you're both working out and it's a win-win. Um, I just feel like find whatever works for you because yeah, I'm kind of both. I really liked going to the gym because I feel like when I was surrounded by people, it like made me, 
we were talking about this the other night. Yes, we were talking about this the other night. We're like, if you're on the treadmill and then this guy next to you is on the treadmill and he gets on kind of around the same time you you did, it's like you're a, like, who's gonna stop first? Yeah, like I'm gonna go as long as I can and I'm gonna yeah. try and make sure that I'm not the first one to stop. Like yeah. it just pushes you to like work harder and not give up. Cause um, I used to do that on the stairs all the time when I was at school. I'd be yeah. like, oh, hmm. I'm going to be on the stairs longer than you after. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, it just pushes you. Yeah. And we were also saying, like, it is it is hard when you're in your basement or when you're in your house or wherever you are right now, especially with, like, COVID going on, like, to just – it's easy to give up in the yeah. middle of your workout. And, like, I'm going to be honest, today my workout wasn't great mm-hmm. because I just wasn't in the zone and I wasn't – I don't know. I just wasn't motivated. And yeah. I might low-key use this as my rest day because it mm. wasn't a great <laughs> – it wasn't a great day. Like, so I feel like – if, as long as you find, like, what works for you, like, you're going to yeah. be okay. Um, you also have to know the limits of, like, when you need to push yourself, though. Yeah. And when you need the rest day and when you just need to be, like, wow, I'm, like, mentally, like, not in it today. Yeah. Like, and, like, that's okay to have. Like, maybe just go for a walk that day or or do whatever. Like, like you just, like, you have to know your own body limits. But, like, I think for beginners especially, you have to push it takes a lot within you. you you have to push you have to have that resilience you have to have that self-motivation whether you need to listen to like some video of Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to you or whatever <laughs> like that god. I don't know I would ask Justin for motivation sometimes and he'd send me videos of Arnold oh my and god like no this is not what I needed I don't need this no it's definitely harder at the beginning for sure definitely. because then because it's like easy to do one day and it's so much harder to wake up and yeah. then to do it again yeah. so you have to find that routine you have to like be as consistent as possible because yeah. Yeah, like, the first, I feel like the first month is just, like, you trying to battle yourself. Like, They'd say it takes 21 days or 28, 28 days to, like, okay. start a habit or something yeah. like that. And, like, I think once you get in that habit of working out, like, you will get through. Whether it's just you being active, walking your dog even for a longer walk. Like, you know, it's summer, but still, like, everybody still should be active. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that about covers it all. Um, thank you for coming on this episode. I feel like this one was really fun. We, like, talked about a lot of stuff today. Hopefully, um, you guys benefited from at least something we talked about in this episode. Um, sorry for the toenail talk. Um, but, again, like, seriously, like, let's all be grateful for our toes after yeah. today's episode. Um, thank you again for coming on. Um, where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Yes. All of that. So I have two Instagrams. I have like my own personal one in a sense, but, and it's called just a blonde hair girl. So blonde is with an E and then it's all one word. And then I also have my fitness Instagram where it's mostly fitness and that's get fit with Schmidt. Um, you can follow me in either one. You can DM me and ask me questions. Make sure you guys follow her. And yeah, if you have any questions at all, you can DM her. Um, but I think that is about it for today's episode. So follow Get Fit with Schmidt on Instagram. And then also go follow Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram as well as Facebook. But yeah, that is today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.